0: Oh, Those Space People is a podcast series of casual cosmic conversations with people working on exciting space projects. Today, we have Antonella's Gambati with us, who is the lead space systems engineer for human spaceflight with OHB System, one of the leading aerospace companies in Europe. She is currently based in Bremen, Germany, and has 20 years of experience in the space sector. Antonella, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Rashana, to inviting me to this uh, interesting podcast session. So "Does Space People is really an exciting <laughs> title because it means that uh, you will collect several um, interviews and several talks with uh, people coming from a different space field and business with different routes. So I'm really glad that you've given me this uh, possibility and be the first one. Let's see.
0: So, Antonella, you studied uh, aerospace engineering in Italy, and this was about 20 years ago. Could you tell us what led you from there to your current role as a systems engineer?
1: Yeah, the, at that time, I was in ninety four, I applied to aeronautic engineer in Naples because uh, aerospace engineering not yet existed with this uh, combined name. So I got a master degree in aeronautic engineering with a major in space. And it was the years of the ISS, you know, building up and the first experiment and everybody feel like a pioneer to make some experiment for the crew for longer term uh, planning and uh, so I, um, I moved to, from Naples to Milano uh, and I started to work for uh, Laben that now is called the Thales Salenia space, about uh, 10 years, uh, always uh, performing uh, payload development for uh, biology or life science uh, area. So one of the first payload that I made was this mice drawer system that is uh, an Italian special payload that. that uh, we know the record of the permanence of uh, mice in, the, in space and, uh, and the other type of uh, bio- biological experiment. And then in 2011, we moved to Bremen. Uh, our son was one year old to join uh, a new adventure because uh, also HB System was looking for an engineer with experience and heritage in this uh, type of development. And uh, since that moment, uh, I'm involved in the human space flight activity at OHB that we are focusing on developing uh, always payload for ISS, but also start planning a new activity for the moon um, application. So starting from the lunar orbital platform up to building up uh, moon base using additive manufacturing. So the set of experience linked to the development of a technology for the orbit has been uh, used as a background to figure out uh, which type of technology or change you have to do to withstand a more harsh environment, like should be Moon or Mars later on, or uh, any other outpost in space that is uh, beyond the the low Earth orbit uh, application.
0: That's uh, quite interesting because you worked on a lot of ISS projects and you're also with, uh, active, very uh, intensely involved with the human spaceflight uh, activities at OHP. So can, can you tell us how uh, are human spaceflight missions and robotic missions different from each other, from conceptualization to imp- execution?
1: First the topic that's different, let me say, that comes uh, up to my mind is uh, the safety aspect. Because uh, in this case, you are developing hardware that not only has to withstand the space, but needed to be uh, operated in the safe way by the crew. And so your hardware should be also safe and proper usage. You cannot uh, accept a failure that can compromise the structure or can create an injury to the crew members. So this is really important. So the the very different is uh, when you are going to select the technology, for example, flammability, is one of the most important aspects that you need to uh, analyze. Because uh, if you are in a habitat environment, you have oxygen. So there is all the condition that allow a flame to a fry, a fire to propagate. And then uh, these uh, require uh, a lot of uh, additional effort, let me say, in the qualification process and in taking care. For example, battery, the simple battery that we are used to, also in our end, you know, the lithium ion polymer rechargeable that we recharge every day at home (laughs) more than one time. And so seems like a normal uh, mm, procedure. On ISS, there are several hardware, some camera, iPad, tablet, laptop, and more and more items are coming up due to the commercialization. So try to spin in some devices that you normally use on Earth to make them usage, adapt them for space. You can imagine that you need to qualify this battery, or anyway, you have to prove that this battery will be safe also during recharging, because such operation should be done without the crew attendance, so crew is involved in another activity. The station is quite uh, big because you are not with the control among all the module, and so you cannot be in panic that you are recharging a normal laptop and then you have a continuous monitor. Uh, so this is for sure safety one of the most important aspect, including. EVA and IVA activity, so internal and external to ISS, because Sharpage can cut the crew suit and then you can have a disaster, it's a catastrophic uh, condition. Uh, I don't want to say that uh, human space flight and robotic mission are different. I think they are complementary because uh, most of the mission also planned now would make use of interaction between the crew and robotic, like the idea to have this lunar orbital platform that remotely from this safe side, the crew can pilot and drive the rover over the moon's surface uh, and uh, use the rover, the robotic part, more like a sort of scouting (laughs) to, to explore area that can compromise the safety and the well-being of the crew. So at the end is always uh, uh, all linked in one loop. So when you need to explore a place that you don't know, the idea was not send the human first, no? So try to take advantage of the technological gap that have been reached up to now with all this development, to use a robotic uh, mission to support uh, uh, also uh man mission in this case the crew can uh, can um, uh, can take a decision according to what uh, you can see quite let me say in real time and uh, add this uh, special uh, human touch to the mission itself because I think that any robot uh, robotic application will be cool clever and uh, self decision making but the human are always uh, able not only to, um, to perform a mistake but also to give uh, and add the value in the interpretation of the of the data.
0: Ah, oh, that's interesting because, uh, for example, SpaceX the crude launch of SpaceX to the ISS when it took the astronauts up there, uh, they basically had a touch screen and then it was completely automated, right? So, do you so you talk about giving more control to the crew? And uh, so so what trend do you see here? Do you see uh, human spaceflight missions in future giving more control to the crew or to the ground station in automating the way SpaceX did?
1: And this is exactly the big issue that we will have with the mission behind the, the orbit. You cannot delegate the ground station to take a decision. You need that the crew have a supporting tool to help a decision-making process of unpredictable event as well. So, for example, in case we are on a moon base and you have a problem with the one of the life super system there or a critical part of your mission, you cannot wait like happens sometimes for ISS that the ground base <clears throat> provide you element to withstand and overcome the problem that appear. In this case, you need to take a decision, but how to take the correct decision in short time that is the part where uh, uh, machine learning uh, and uh, big um, support of the data management system can help so we can develop a tool a little bit like the internet of things No, that you can create a cloud that collect all the se- all the data on uh, of the different subsystem and can help to elaborate predict, make forecasts, if something is going to fail, if there are anomalies. So I think that uh, the crew will uh, be not only more like the executor of experiment, uh, keep a maintenance, like it's doing now on board of ISS, but in such a challenging longer term mission, the crew become really a decision maker entity that uh, cannot rely always from the ground because uh, maybe the ground will be not available on time to react correctly but to do that we have to give them all the tool and these come from this uh, it area in my opinion and uh, more element and more technology we can integrate in support the better the decision will be
0: so you are a systems engineer right but you also have a management degree alongside your aerospace degree So, uh, is that necessary for someone who wants to become a systems engineer? And how how is the what is basically what is the career trajectory to become a systems engineer? And what are the specific skill sets, if any?
1: Yeah, I would say that uh, I'm I am a system engineer, but I am also project
0: manager at H B. So, for uh, some,
1: uh, due to that ISS payload, uh, are uh, not so. Big budget payload, <laughs> and so you have now a project that allow you to integrate several picture, several profile in the development because a budget and time frame are really short. We want to now make maximize the use of the next decade of ISS. Try to fly as much as we can in short time. This means that you have always to have a good background, what meaning handling a project what are the risk, but also financial point of view that you can figure out when you are performing your project. So I uh, made an um, MBA um, uh, diploma, was about two years in Italy. And uh, I suggest everyone that want to be a system engineer, not to be focused always only on the technical aspect, but consider also programmatic aspect, budget schedule, risk assessment, risk management area. This is an important background that can be developed if you are in a company, sometimes they offer training for multi-purpose type of routes of your career, or you can do also independently with your own certification. On the same side, this is my point of view because there are several philosophy behind, for me a project manager for such a type of application should have a technical background because um, so we uh, i'm not uh, for uh, a decoupled uh, role system engineer project manager they need uh, to have uh, a common background to develop a common language a common vision of the project and then is uh, the best way to manage the project because uh, you cannot uh, just delegate to the project manager schedule, a budget constraint. He will always tell you you have to do on time, on time. And the system engineer will tell you, no, we want to do perfect. It um, we need to work still a lot, a lot on it to to make a really more robust. No, so uh, this type of a trade-off uh, between the mission success, uh, budget, the programmatic aspect is really the key aspect, I think, for all the mission, not only human space flight, but when the budget and time are limited, this become even more important because you can go easily overrun or you don't meet the the launch for the upload payload. Even if on ISS, we have several launch per year because they are not alone but uh, this has a lot of implication uh, programmatically and financial also of the agency side. So it's really important in my opinion to uh, if uh, somebody would like to have a system engineer career mainly to complement it with the management aspect with some uh, uh, basic that give you this additional tool and skill to judge the project also from another perspective.
0: Okay, that's very interesting because I always thought, uh, as in, in most companies, there are separate people, you know, there are separate roles, project project management and system engineering. But yeah, I never thought uh, they would be so interconnected. So that's, that's very interesting. But somehow we always have, um, so a lot of space companies you look at, right? They prefer uh, project managers and a lot of project managers in space companies are not uh, always people with uh, space background or experience in the aerospace sector yeah, yeah. yes it's... this
1: happened I think this happened a lot mainly to the satellite mission because uh, in general the large system integrator for satellite mission needed to handle a lot of a subcontractor and uh, there are uh, several key components so there is a more interesting and important the part that uh, Um, help to handle with all this subcontractor. So you have a system engineer, maybe for each area of the satellite subsystem. And then the project manager has to be more the facilitator to support that uh, the project itself uh, is going uh, on track uh, and uh, in terms of quality schedule budget. So it's more like a director of orchestra, let me say. So for small payload, it's like you are playing the guitar and give also a high on with who is, who is playing a piano, no? So it's something like that. So and if there is a problem, maybe you are able also to play the play a piano as well all uh, need to have his own uh, boundary conditions. So I think that for a large uh, mission, a large satellite uh, project, uh, uh, it's important to have uh, more uh, ability to manage and uh, um, solve uh, uh, conflict, solve uh, um, big team discussion. So there are a lot of soft skills that need to be elaborated because the team is composed by different parts of the company plus a lot of subcontractors. In our group, we are 10. So we we communicate anyway continuously. So there is not a a hierarchy very strict. Everybody uh, is a complement any mission that we have and any payload according to the competencies. so it's very normal for us to run two three different projects totally in parallel so one from human physiology with one of physical science and in the meantime you are developing uh, an additive manufacturing with the lunar Simulant. so is really something that uh, never bore that I can tell I think that the human space flight Give you many for this experiment uh, is not a uh, serial production, no, it's not like a satellite that you have the big company specializing solar panel, OCS, and so on. Here, uh, you need always to think that each experiment would be unique because it comes from a science need. And you sometimes, if you are lucky, you can make use of hardware that you developed in the past. But anyway, you need to do some customization, downscaling, upscaling, change some parts. So, it's a continuous development. It's not just procuring, integrate, and we stand with the mission with the new requirement, but allow you to develop also this skill to talk with scientists because they need to validate your hardware on ground. Uh, before uh, before the launch and without this validation I even mean, if your hardware on the paper is fully compliant to all the technical specification you will not fly
0: yeah i mean i always thought space is cool but human space flight is, <laughs> is cosmic cool i guess so great antonella what is the best way for students or you know budding space professionals to reach you
1: yeah, they can find my profile on LinkedIn,
0: uh, who is uh, um, a lot of uh, um,
1: professionists or students also contact me for internship uh, at uh, OHB. Uh, we support also the Erasmus program in the past. Uh, before the corona situation, we had uh, several students. So as soon as we see that there is a possibility we always uh, try to figure out in our team or in other team, this, uh, this, uh, this opportunity. Now we are a little bit limited. So the plan for next year are unclear. For the time being, all these uh, internships cannot be, cannot be um, uh, performed. And so we are a little bit in standby. But we hope strongly that uh, from next year we can start again to, to integrate the student uh, in, uh, our, uh, in our uh, team, in our department, and so they can really have uh, a real experience of the, um, of the business. The other difference was that when the student comes to have an internship with us, We are, I don't know, with the European Space Agency performing a project in general, was always for the additive manufacturing for the moon. And so they come also with us to a stack to make the presentation. They join the project review. So I give them the floor to present their activity. So I will not take over. I would like that they really experience also the day to present see how is the European Space Agency. So our internship have been really to make uh, the, the, the person uh, as a part uh, of the, our team. So they were always happy and uh, they would like always to be back. And uh, this uh, for sure uh, is uh, one of the most important uh, aspect that people feel the when the people receive feedback. People uh, can figure out uh, somebody that can provide some uh, tip or a link or advices uh, even if it's not always easy, uh, but uh, have time to share with the other your experience, give your uh, suggestion and they can decide if they want to keep or not. I think it's a duty for everybody that is doing this type of activity and not only in general, because how the new people, the new generation, can support us later on take our place if we don't transfer the knowledge. They cannot just learn by scratch, live there on the floor, do this task, but it's a duty of the people in the business from long time to try to transfer as much as they can their know-how. So I'm really glad to do that. Um, I'm also make a special lesson uh, thanks to the International Space University in Strasbourg. So one per year, I do a lesson for the Master Space Study, and so so that they can always reach and they can see also which opportunity on industry side can be planned.
0: So we were talking about project management and system engineering and. The people in these roles having to interface a lot with the local uh, supply chains. So how important is the local language? Because as far as I know, space industry is quite international, you know, we mostly the language is mostly English. But these roles do they need proficiency in local language? In our case, for the
1: ISS payload development, the in my case here in Germany, the knowledge of German is not so mandatory. Also because you have to write all the documents in English, the crew is trained in English, and the English is the official language. I don't have a special um, supply chain on the local base, you no. Know? And also due to the geographical return, uh, the European Space Agency project uh, are always uh, composed by a very multicultural team. So at the end, uh, English is uh, the mandatory one. For to integrate better team communication, sometimes it's important to have uh, German in my case as a good background because you can communicate better inside your structure, You can be more um, integrated, let me say, uh, during the meeting. Uh, But uh, in our team, uh, we are uh, three Ausländer. (laughs) We are defined two from Italy and one from UK. The rest are German, but uh, it's always uh, English speaking because uh, most of the people are used to work for ISS so long time that uh, at the end for them it's better to report in English than in German native uh, mother tongue. And same for me, I'm not able to write more good mail in Italian. I always made a sort of macaroni English king- <laughs> Italian with English or German words. <laughs> so it's... Uh, I think that uh, all languages are really an asset, but uh, is not something limiting your opportunity. Moreover, in human space flight, there are a lot of Italians. So sometimes I can take advantage of my native language to have a more direct communication, let me say, with some subcontractor or also with the agency itself. So, is, uh, is beautiful because you feel a part of a um, so patchwork community and language uh, is, uh, is not really, really limiting. What is important are the skill and the other value that you bring to the project that can be done with any language you prefer.
0: Yeah, I also find the European space scene especially quite interesting and very enthralling because of how multicultural it is. You're all speaking in English, but it's very, very multicultural. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Thank you so very much for all the interesting insights into human spaceflight and thanks for being on the show.
1: Thank you, Rashana and
0: I wish you a lot of success with the next guest.